0: This is the anthem. Here's what you came for. This is the
1: moment. Magic was made for. Come on, come on. Set. Side of the sky now. You feel the magic <laughs> happening right now. Hello there. Welcome back to Fantas and welcome back to Fan Fatal's a member of the Real Fans Podcast Network. I'm Emma.
0: And I'm Gabby and welcome to the start, the kicking off of this year's Winter Wonderthon. No, 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 no. So, this year we're going to take it a little different. I know last year we did um, movie reviews the whole
1: month and let me tell you, it was fun. We did but like, like so five hard in an episode and got very burnt out yeah. cuz we're both in college and just like the holiday season and everything.
0: Yeah. I mean, working full time and d- doing <laughs> yeah. podcasting is basically a full time job sometimes. Yeah. So,
1: so full time job with podcasting. Me with a part time with resident assistant is technically what I am. Yeah. Full time student. I feel like something else was going on last year. Part time party girl. No, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. But like but, cosplay TikToks, like all that stuff. Plus yeah. holiday season so, and traveling and meh. So we
0: decided that this year, instead of doing movies upon movies upon movies, we're just going to do two movies that we hold near and dear to our hearts. Um, and we're going to do a super, super like in-depth deep dive of these two films. Yes. And then we're going to have one last episode before we take our holiday
1: break. That will be our holiday favorite. That'll be it. And that will be it until 2023. Which I can't believe. It's the Sweet Life on deck year. It is. (laughs) What did she say? Like January 15th? No, it's November 15th of 2023.
0: 2023. There you go. So a year from the day that we're recording. Yep. It's 15 years. But that's in fifteen years. Oh, jeez. We're old, guys. anyway. So Emma, let's go ahead and deep dive into your family's favorite movie.
1: Yes. So, so go ahead and introduce it. So this movie is a classic in my household. Um, on Christmas Day, when we go to my grandmother on my uh, or my grandparents on my dad's side of the family's house, this movie is playing from the moment we get to her house their house to the moment we leave their house on christmas day and we're there like all day um it's just playing 24 7 on whatever channel it does and it's a christmas story with ralphie i'll shoot your eye out yeah Mhm. so i watched
0: this movie today for the first time so
1: i also watched it for the first time in its full thing because again it's on just like throughout the day so in the background so you know i've seen all the vignettes but i didn't know the order of them and it's such a weird order
0: it's really weird yeah i had a really tough time following this movie it feels it's only an hour and a half long and it feels like it's three hours long
1: Yes, I watched it last week when we had the tropical storm here in Florida cuz it's near the end of hurricane season, so we're getting a whole bunch of them.
0: Big fun, big fun.
1: Yeah, it was Nicole last week. Ooh. Yeah. So next one's a guy. Yes.
0: So, anyway, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of our our initial thoughts. Yeah. Let's go ahead and get into the uh, the basics yes. of our film. So, what we're going to cover in the basic section is we're going to cover most of the credits. You know, um, writer, director, or excuse me, not writer, director, actors. Um, when it was released, budget, and any like box office little whatever snippets. I could find. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. So, A Christmas Story was directed by Bob Clark, and the film was based on um Jean. Shepard's semi-fictional anecdotes in his 1966 book In God We Trust All Others Pay Cash with some elements from his 1971 book Wanda Hickey's Night of Golden Memories and Other Disasters. Which is just like a little fun fact to start off our like whole episode of fun facts.
0: Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So a Christmas Story was released on November 18th of 1983. And Emma, do you want to read off
1: our cast list yes. here? So, Peter Bingsley plays young Ralphie Parker. Jean Shepard actually voices adult Ralphie and is also the man standing in the Santa Claus line that y- like yells at Ralphie. That's like, mm. this is the like front of the line. Go all the way to the back. Mm-hmm. Um, Ian Petrella plays Brandy Parker. Melinda Dillon plays Mrs. Parker. Darren McGavin plays Mr. Parker, or the old man as he's referred to in the film. Scott Schwartz um, plays Flick. R.D. Robb plays Schwartz. Zach Ward plays Scott Farkas, the bully. Yano Anaya as Grover Dill. Ted Moore as Mrs. Shields. Jeff Gillen as Santa Claus. Patty Johnson as Lead Elf. Drew Hokehever as male elf and leslie um, carlson as christmas tree salesman lots of people
0: i know none of them
1: no no next week's film we have a cool little cameo happen with one of these actors
0: interesting i'm excited to see
1: yeah so,
0: um, the budget for the film was three point three million dollars, and some box office tips, or or what do we want to call this? Like box facts. office fun facts snippets. Yeah. Um, it was a re- it was initially overlooked as a sleeper film. A uh, Christmas Story was released a week before Thanksgiving in 1983 to moderate success, earning about two million in its first weekend. By Christmas of 1983, the film was no longer playing at most venues, but remained in about 100 theaters until January of 1984. Gross earnings were just over 19.2 million. Yes.
1: So it wasn't like it wasn't a, big a huge su- smash-hit And actually, I feel like it only became a huge success in the most recent years when Warner Brothers bought the rights to the film, because they bought it about 10 years ago. And that's when we started getting more and more merchandising, especially with the leg lamp, especially Mm -hmm. with the pink bunny suit. Like, those are iconic moments that I always just forget where they are in the film.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I can get, I get it. But, like, at the same time, I don't. It's, like, one of those movies you just, like, I think the way your family does it is exactly how it's supposed to be watched. Just, like, sitting in the background. Like, yes. not actually paying attention to it. Because it's a little rough just to, like, actually sit and watch it. Yeah.
1: So, anyway, yeah. let's get into this breakdown. Okay. So, yeah, we're going to do plot. And then throughout, um, whenever we come up with a, or come to a trivia or a goof or whatever... We're going to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So. Shall we get into these? Uh,
1: to the This plot breakdown? Yeah.
0: Cool. So. A Christmas Story is set in an indeterminate year of the 1940s. Ralphie Parker is a nine-year-old boy living in the small town of Homan, Indiana. So here's a little trivia fun fact. Uh, the film setting is in a town in Indiana, but was actually filmed in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, to find an American city resembling an Indiana town of the 1940s. Director Bob Clark sent his location scouts to 20 cities before they selected Cleveland,
1: which is which crazy.
0: Yeah. Also, I don't think this movie really looks like it takes place in the 40s.
1: There, there's a lot of we're going to get into it more and more but it's very weird on when it takes place. Yeah, because because the
0: eh, the clothing looks nothing like the 40s. Exactly. Like the way they talk nothing like the 40s. The cars and architecture okay fine. But like there's so much other stuff that I'm like this is so not right. Yeah. It looks like okay little mini tangent it reminds me of you know in dirty dancing how it's supposed to be like the 1960s yes but it looks like they're in the 80s yeah it's that it looks like that to me like you would never know that it was a 40s movie without watching it
1: yeah and on really it's only the like calendar and stuff like that that really dates the film yeah to be in the 40s yeah yeah but there's like weird stuff like Um, we'll get into it later on. I I can't remember exactly what is, like, weird about it, but, yeah. Lots of stuff is weird about it. Yeah. So, um, Ralphie's older self narrates his experiences and thoughts through the short weeks before Christmas of his ninth Christmas. And little trivia fun fact, the narrator of the film, um, John Shepard, If he sounds familiar to you, that's because he's John, which is the main, like, dad in Disney's Magic Kingdom Carousel of Progress. There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. Which, like, I did not know until I heard it. And then I was like, hold up. Yeah. (laughs) Which is just like... I mean,
0: from the clips I've seen... Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah.
1: I didn't know it was him. I mean, clips
0: I've seen of Carousel Progress, but...
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you guys don't have (laughs) Carousel. No, we don't. I always forget that.
0: So... As Ralphie, a few friends, and his younger brother Randy look into the display window of a local store, Ralphie has his eyes set on the only thing he wants for Christmas, which is an official Red Ryder Carbine Action 200-shot range model air rifle. Jesus Christ, that's a mouthful. <laughs> yes,
1: and he says it so fast in the film.
0: Oh, I know. Like, he just shoots it off. An He's just Red like, Red Ryder
1: Carbine Action 200-shot range m- model air rifle.
0: Yeah. Anyway, it's it's just woo. Yeah, and it also has a compass in the stock and a quote this thing which tells me time. It's a sundial, yeah. but th- that's what he says. He says this thing that tells me tells me time. Yes. So, um. A little fun fact, actually, due to this, triv excuse me, due to this film's popularity, the Daisy Rifle Company started producing Red Rider BB guns for sale during the Christmas season. And it has become one of Daisy's best selling rifles. Yes.
1: And um, Red Rider was kind of supposed to be like the Lone Ranger. I saw that when I was looking up trivia. Um. But, but later in the movie... The dad asks the mom who the Lone Ranger's nephew's horses. Yes. I also noticed that and I was like, "Hold up." I figured it was like
0: I figured the Red Rider was like um John Wayne type character. Yeah. Like I was like, "Oh, it must just be some made-up cowboy yeah. guy." Okay, yeah.
1: Um Knowing full well that he could never request the baby gun um, openly to his parents, Ralphie sneaks advertisements for it into his parents' magazines the next morning. Little trivia fact. I promise that they get less and less as we go in the movie. It's just because there's so much at the very beginning.
0: I also promise that every time we do a trivia fact, we're not going to say, Little trivia
1: fact. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, the Look magazine used by Ralphie... Or, yeah, Ralphie Parker... No, Ralph Parker. Hello. Okay, <laughs> I cut that out. It actually is Ralphie. Yeah, why this? That's why I was confused. <laughs> Little trivia fact: Um, the look magazine used by Ralphie Parker to insert his Red Rider promotion for his mother's observation was a December twenty first, nineteen thirty seven edition with a cover featuring Shirley Temple pouring tea for Santa Claus. Which is, like, so cute. <laughs> I chew at the, like, I choose to... Chew down on at your the worst frozen raspberry chocolate things at the worst moment.
0: I know. Okay. So, at the breakfast table, he fails to bring up the subject in casual conversation. So, the subject of the BB gun. Um... And it was less subtle than he intended. And he accidentally let slip his desire to his mom, um, who immediately rejects the idea. And she's like, oh my gosh, no, you'll shoot your eye out, which is like that's like the the classic iconic phrase, right? You'll shoot your Um, eye out.
1: In fact, we'll get into like spinoffs and like adaptations later on. There's a musical adaptation of this film. And you'll shoot your eye out is a huge like tap dance number in that show and it's sung by the teacher i'm pretty sure oh my gosh it, it's an awful musical awful musical but yeah um i believe it meanwhile his grouchy father is forced to battle the temperamental house furnace in the basement amid a slur of inaudible curses and in fact darren mcgavin who plays the father ad-libs the profane rants while fighting with the furnace and he said he speaks gibberish the entire time because it was almost impossible for him to ad-lib angry words without using actual profanity and he did this in order to ensure a pg rating for the film
0: which is like smart yeah it's smart and good
1: yeah also i mean i know ralphie does say like at one point but like
0: not actually he says fudge
1: yeah That's right. He does say fudge. It's not actual.
0: It's okay. Kara can bleep it out. Yeah. (laughs) So while walking through the frozen, snow-covered neighborhood on his way to school, Ralphie meets up with his two friends, Flick and Schwartz. And while Randy lags... Excuse me. While Randy lags behind... Uh, He's heavily bundled under a thick wool snow jumper that leaves his arms and leaves his arms sticking straight up. I was going to say and legs, but it's not his legs. It's just his arms. Yeah. He's
1: like, so my friend Colby, he's from Illinois. So at dinner the other day, we were talking um, and I mentioned this movie and how I had just watched it for the show. And went, Mm -hmm. Colby, did your mom ever do that to you? And he's like, yes. Yes, she did.
0: I'm sure it's a common experience. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a really quick note. Like. Yeah. So, you know, they all go into the class and then they go to recess. Right.
1: Yes.
0: Which is like a super quick class. It's like five minutes before they go to recess. But anyway. Anyway, when they're all in class and they have those nasty ass plastic fake teeth thing. Yes okay what the heck kind of coordination you could never pull that off with a group of children no ages nine to ten eight to maybe. nine
1: like eight to nine nine,
0: nine to, nine to ten. ten. Eight to nine yeah who knows you could never pull no. that off that's so much coordination and then and then the teacher sticks out her hand ew yeah
1: yeah in her hand and then that's disgusting like the drawer of all the confiscated items and then there's the other set of like teeth the ones that are like moving
0: the chattery yeah, the teeth chattery yeah the ones teeth. that you set on the table
1: yeah yeah i don't know what i was like that was disgusting that?
0: yeah exactly who what what no i could get behind maybe like a group of friends doing it like four kids out of the class yeah or five but the whole class so no where did
1: they get them all
0: Yeah, where did they get the money for these? Where did they get them? How did this happen? Who coordinated it? Who handed them out? Like, there's, mm, I don't know, it just bothers me so much.
1: Yeah. So one of the first iconic scenes, really, in this film, used in merchandising all the time, the flagpole scene. Um, Flick and Schwartz argue over what would happen should someone stick their tongue to a frozen flagpole. Engaging in a delicate nuance, a phrase during which Schwartz dares Flick to stick his tongue to the pole with a triple dog dare.
0: Which is serious. Yes,
1: which is very serious. And the most serious. he puts his tongue to the um, pole to find it stuck tight. And actually for this scene, um, where his tongue sticks to the pole, a hidden section tube was um, used to safely create the illusion that his tongue had been frozen to the metal yeah it was the
0: 80s man it was the 80s I know now they'd just be
1: like they do it like half or like the home alone thing where it's obvious that the car is backing away from um the kid yeah when they stop the car I know we talked about it last year
0: yeah exactly so let's see here. Um, Flick starts screaming, but the school bell rings and the others run into school uh, and their teacher, Miss Shields, notices Flick's absence when they get back to class. So she's like, where is he? And she like, she's staring down Ralphie. She's yes. like, she's like, Mm-mm, where is he? I knew that you had something to do with it. Yeah. And he just kind of like, he doesn't even like look at the window. He just kind of like glances at it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like not even a look. It's not even a whole glance. It's just like a little like eye shift towards the window. And she turns out the window and she notices that Flick is still outside and he's stuck to the flagpole. Mm -hmm. And so she calls the fire department and the local police and they get him off the pole and back inside. And that's kind of that. Um, But actress Teddy Moore was actually seven months pregnant when she agreed to play the school teacher. So Miss Shields. Um, and since the film was set in a time period where when female educators weren't allowed to teach while pregnant it wouldn't be appropriate or it wouldn't be let's see like uh period accurate for her character to be pregnant in the movie and um so Moore wanted some padding added some padding to like cover her baby bump yeah and that's why the professor that's why the teacher looks like she's like a stocky lady yeah
1: which I thought was kind of interesting I mean it's Um, Not exactly the same thing, but in Modern Family, the first episode, the mom, she was pregnant and like every single time you see her, she has like a laundry basket or something above her. Or a pillow. Or Or, a pillow or something in front of her stomach. So these practices are like still kind of being used today in like modern film and TV.
0: Yeah, and I mean like in How I Met Your Mother, yeah. when um, the character of Lily, her the actress was pregnant, the character wasn't, it was really cool. They like hit it for most of the show and then she was like five or six months pregnant and they did like a cutaway of her in a hot dog eating contest and they showed her pregnant belly and like, because it was like a hot dog eating contest yeah. saying that like, oh my gosh, look at how full she got from the hot dogs, but it was really, she was pregnant. Yeah.
1: Yeah, or, like, I mean, some shows will write it in for their characters, of course. I mean, a big yeah, example. Yeah, if it's
0: appropriate.
1: Yeah, a big example is Once Upon a Time. They do that for Snow White. She mm-hmm. gets pregnant in one of the later seasons, and that was because the actress was pregnant. But...
0: Mm-hmm. I know they did that for Jenna Fisher in The Office yeah. when she had her second kid. She wasn't married when she had the first kid, but when she had the second kid, she yeah. she was pregnant.
1: Um, as the students watch with excitement, Ralphie feels a pang of guilt. Still, um, when Flick is escorted to the desk, a bandage around his tongue, and Miss Shields gives a brief speech on how whoever put Flick up to sticking his tongue to the pole should atone for their misdeed. But Ralphie explains that kids know better not to get caught.
0: Yeah. And that's, like, kind of the... That's, like, almost the end of the first vignette. There's, like, two, two more little things. And then it's, like, okay, completely different thing. Yeah. Not even related to this at all. And you're, like,
1: what, what? I, huh? I wish it was more, like, and this is just me thinking off the top of my head. We watched the Once Upon a and Twice Upon a Christmas, the Disney, like, Mickey cartoon things that are different vignettes. Yeah. I wish it was almost more, like, that. How it's laid mm-hmm. out. Where there was, like,
0: a clean break.
1: Yeah, where there's a clean break in between each story, mm-hmm. especially because it is Ralphie telling these stories. I feel like you could have done it in that style.
0: Yeah, I agree. I definitely think there should have been like, you know, like if they were looking at photographs or something, right? Yeah. It could be going through photographs and it could be like black and white and then it zooms in and yeah. it goes into the vignette and then it pulls back out and it goes to the next yeah. photo, like in a photo album or something. Which you we're know? getting
1: a sequel like this week um, on HBO. I saw that. And they brought back um, Peter Bingsley to play adult wealthy, yes. And it's about his kids. They did. I don't know how I feel. I'm going to watch it. But. Yeah, I think we'll have to see. Yeah.
0: So Anyway. Finishing up this vignette, uh, Miss Shields then asks them to do an assignment, which is to write a theme about what they want for Christmas. Mm -hmm. So Ralphie sees this as an opportunity to write about the Red Ryder BB gun, hoping that his teacher will sympathize with him and uh, it'll secure him a little bit of like reprieve with her authority as an adult, Mm -hmm. you know, like he'll get on her good side and then he's going to get a million A pluses. That was weird. Yeah. Um. But a little, little goof, if you pay attention to the books that Mrs. Shields, Shields has on her desk, she actually has a math book from 1980 yeah. sitting on her desk.
1: I mean, so many films have goofs like this nowadays. Yeah. Like, what, what show was it that had the Starbucks cup in the middle of, like, Game of Thrones? Game it's, of Thrones! Yeah. It was like, it was a like Game of Thrones or something like that. Yep, it was. Um, on the way home, Ralphie, Flick, Schwartz, and Randy are confronted by a local bully named Scott Farkas and his toady Grover Dill. Poor Schwartz is subge- um, subjected to a painful hammer lock before they all run away, screaming shrilly while Randy lags behind, unable to keep up wearing his thick winter clothing. And something I found interesting is there was a lawsuit made by Zach Ward, who plays Scott Farkas in the film. Uh, there were two, actually. So in August 2011, Zach Ward sued Warner Brothers and Inesco over merchandising for the film after the company authorized a figure resembling his character from the film without his permission. It was revealed that when he signed on to play the character, He didn't receive any merchandising rights because of a mishap with his contract. The lawsuit was dropped in January of 2012 after Warner Brothers revealed that the figurine showed a, quote, generic face, end quote, that has been used on them since 2006 and that Statue of Limitations had run out. In December 2012, Ward sued Warner Brothers again over his image after attending an the annual Christmas story charity fundraiser convention in Cleveland in November, 2010, when a fan handed him a Christmas story board game, playing cards and a calendar showing his face. The lawsuit was settled three days later.
0: So here's the question. Did Warner brothers settled or did, so I guess they settled. Yeah, yeah. obviously it was a settlement.
1: But dang! But I thought that was kind of interesting because I know that, um, um, Robin Williams had, like, the whole um, merchandising thing with um, Disney back when Genie was first being made. He was like, don't use my mm-hmm. character for merchandising. Yep. So, yeah. Interesting. thought it was pretty interesting finding out about that.
0: Yeah. So, Ralphie then... Makes it home and he finishes his theme. The teacher keeps calling it a theme. It's really just kind of like a little paper.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So he finishes his paper just as his father comes home and he's super excited. Uh, the dad is shouting excited uh, before being surrounded by the neighbor's dogs. Because as mentioned, like at the very beginning of the film, the neighbor's dogs only like the dad. Like nobody else, just the dad. And there's a yes. hundred of them. Yes. Like there's so many of these freaking dogs. Yes. And they're all like
1: basset hounds for some reason. (laughs) I wonder who had the dogs and they were just like, yeah, let's use them. Right? Yes.
0: Uh, Oh, sorry. Bloodhounds, not basset hounds. Yeah. Um, So Ralphie watches from the window above and comments on his neighbors, uh, the bumpuses, and how how they own all these dogs. And um, so Mr. Parker like bursts through the door and he's like, screaming that he won the grand prize yes. in a local magazine sweepstakes and so he shows his wife the telegram and says that it will be delivered that night yes um and this is what i'm talking about when the, this magazine sweepstakes thing it was like a it was like a crossword yeah and that's what he asked about the lone ranger anyway it was when he was doing his crossword yeah
1: there's a couple like weird like sweet steak or like code things or whatever because there's the little orphan Annie one that Ralphie does as well.
0: Yeah, I, I was like, that's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> Why little
1: orphan Annie? Which that was a real thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, during dinner that night, Randy displays his typical de- uh, Yeah, it's Randy displays his typical descent for food and refuses to eat until his mother playfully asks him how pigs eat randy dives into his food face first laughing hysterically while mr parker and ralphie watch with mild disgust and i watch with extreme disgust
0: oh me too i said i said this scene is so uncomfortable yes it's absolutely disgusting yes like I'm sure, as a parent, like you have to do anything to get your kid to eat if they're not going to eat, and so like I can empathize with her as a parent, just trying to do whatever she can to get the, the to get um oh gosh, what's his name uh, Randy Randy to eat, uh-huh. but <sighs> I couldn't. I'd be like, fine, starve. Yeah.
1: The thing is, is like, I feel like you could have done like the airplane thing or something else like that.
0: Yeah, or like
1: anything but that because yes. that's also like that was just absolutely disgusting yeah it was disgusting more food ended up on the table than in his mouth
0: and yeah and then they get up and go to the box and it's still all over his face yes like that oh god nope <laughs> big fat nope and he's like snorting and making pig sounds and the mom's laughing and i'm like how is this funny this is not funny this is So anyway, um, the doorbell then rings and everybody immediately stops. Uh, They run to the door where Mr. Parker allows the delivery man to wheel in a large crate and he opens it with fervor to reveal a lamp that's designed to look like a woman's leg complete with stocking, high heel shoe, and a shade that looks like a skirt. Yes. Which that's also also a
1: song in the musical. It's called a major award and like how they did it in the live version was all these women came out. With like the skirt and like fishnet combo.
0: I was just gonna say this like skirt and fishnet combo is actually a pretty popular Halloween costume. Yeah.
1: Mhm. Yeah. And the so, major award was based on a real lamp, an illuminated knee-high logo.
0: Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> I said I said so he gets the box that it says fragile on it. He's like, Frigile. Yeah, he goes, Frigile. Ooh, French. <laughs> that, that cracked me up just a little bit. And then I also wrote, uh, poor Miss Parker. Yes. Mrs. Parker, geez, poor thing. She obviously hates it. She's like, this is yeah. hideous. Yes.
1: Um, while Mr. Parker gushes over it, Ralphie's mom is clearly uncomfortable especially when her husband tells her to display it in the front window for the entire neighborhood to scene. And this moment actually has a trivia moment and a goof. Um, director Bob Clark um, makes a, like, cameo as the director. Um, he's the nosy hillbilly neighbor who sees the lake lamp in the window and approaches the old man um, doing, like, the uh, major award Chucks, I wouldn't have known that. It looks like a lamp. Um mm-hmm. moment. That that's him. That's the director of the film. Which draws yeah. more attention um from the neighborhood. Yeah. Yes.
0: Also, if you notice, um director Bob Clark is actually wearing a Miami Dolphins like beanie. Yeah. And uh Fun fact here, the Dolphins were not a professional football team until nineteen sixty-five and didn't play their first game until nineteen sixty-six.
1: So Not the
0: forties.
1: Nope. Um, only one thing draws Ralphie and his brother away from the glow of quote electric sex gleaming in their window, end quote. And that's oh their God. favorite radio program, Little Orphan Annie.
0: That was oh, oh, yeah. so bad.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: um, so, oh, go ahead.
1: When Ralphie is decoding any secret message in the bathroom, the text case on his writing changes from lowercase to uppercase between shots. So, like, um, you can see it with the E Um, in B. It goes from an uppercase E to a lowercase E for the be sure to drink your Ovaltine.
0: Honestly, when that was, like, the message, I was like, aw. Yeah. I was like, I had a feeling, though. So, um... Anyway, the next day at school, Ralphie hands in his paper and he has a daydream where his paper is given the best grade in class, in the whole school, in the whole world by his professor or by his teacher, Miss Shields. I'm so used to saying professor. Same. Because I, you know, at school. Yeah, same. Um, so uh, anyway, upon arriving home, he checks the mail to see if his pa- package from. Oh, this is a little out of order. Oh, yeah. Sorry, right, we're jumping. Real quick, so the school back to the bit goes.
1: Thing.
0: Yeah, so now we're back to yeah. I don't even know the school bit is at the end of the school thing. Like they get the leg, and then he goes to school, and then he comes back from school.
1: Yes. So this goof, so, the goof I just said, was a little bit later in the film.
0: Yeah, we'll tell you when it comes in. It's yeah. after this. Um. So. Upon arriving home, he checks the mail to see if his long-awaited package from the Little Orphan Annie secret society with his uh, secret message decoder pin has arrived, and he listens to the encrypted message on the radio that night and rushes up to the bathroom to decode it because it's the only place you can have privacy. Mm -hmm. Um, But he then realizes that it's just an advertisement for Ovaltine, which, like we mentioned, is the uh, be sure to drink your Ovaltine. And uh, he's a little disappointed, and he does swear under his breath. Yeah. So, um th- and then, you know, that little bit we just said. Yeah, the little goof. um uh, Yep. And then, uh, while Little Orphan Annie is sponsored by Ovaltine, and Ralphie's first coded message is be sure to drink your Ovaltine, prior to and after making A Christmas Story, Peter Billingsley was the spokesperson for Hershey's Chocolate Syrup playing the character Messy Marvin. Yes.
1: Later that night, the furnace blows back smoke into the kitchen again and the old man rushes down to do battle. Mrs. Parker appears complacent as she strolls into the living room with a watering can before a loud crash is heard. Ralphie watches as (laughs) his father rushes up the stairs and finds his wife holding his broken lamp. She admits it was an accident before shouting after Mr. Parker claims she was jealous that he won it, that it was the ugliest lamp she'd ever seen. Um, Mr. Parker attempts to fix the lamp, but it quickly falls apart, much to his wife's amusement. He musters all the dignity he can and takes the remains to the backyard and buries them. And in the scene where the mom breaks the lamp, you can see she is holding multiple pieces of the leg, but when the dad comes into the room and sees his lamp, it's now in one complete piece. I noticed that. She was, like, holding it and, like, the thigh had split in half. Yeah. And,
0: like, the calf was no longer attached to the thigh. And then he came in and it looks like it just, like, had slices taken out of it. Like, it just had, like, slits down it. But it was all yeah. one piece. I was like, hmm. <laughs> so... Anyway, uh, back at school, the students bring in apples and small gifts for Miss Shields before Christmas, and Ralphie gives her a huge fruit basket, hoping that it will sway her final decision on his paper. Uh, that evening, the family goes out to pick a Christmas tree, and on the way home, the car blows the tire, and Mr. Parker goes outside to fix it. Um, when his mother encourages him to help his father, Ralphie is only happy to do so um but when his father accidentally knocks the hubcap that ralphie is using to hold the tire bolts out of his hand ralphie utters the big one quote that he heard his father say in private over and over again and in the film ralphie actually says oh "Oh, fudge but and then he specifies he says but you know not that word you know the f dash 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 word yeah (laughs) i thought that was cute yeah. Um, so, uh, while the Christmas tree on the roof of their 1938 Oldsmobile, what with the Christmas... What?
1: We can just cut this one out. Okay. At home, his mother puts a bar of soap in his mouth, one that he dislikes in taste above all others he's had the opportunity to sample his mother asks when he's heard that word um and although ralphie admits to us that his old man used the word as fluently as an artist would use paint he chickens out and boards his friend schwartz's name and when mrs parker calls schwartz's mother and tells her we hear her screaming maniacally and giving Schwartz a sound beating she sends ralphie to bed and um, tries the soap and dislikes the taste Yeah,
0: I was like, I watched her put it in her mouth and I was like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And then she did it and I was like, why? (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh. Um, So Ralphie gets sent to bed early and he cries cries to himself and fantasizes about visiting his parents years into the future to reveal that all his soap sessions that his mom gave him resulted in premature blindness, causing his parents to moan and grieve over their wrongdoings. So... This scene reminded me a lot of in Heather's the um the the funeral scene. That's like the Bizarro funeral. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, that reminded me a lot of that
1: scene. Honestly, yeah, yeah. Um, at school, Ralphie has handed his paper bag from Mrs. Shield, or Miss Shields. Oh my gosh, I keep on wanting to do Misses instead of Miss. I know, me too. Um. He looks in horror at the large c stamped across the top with the phrase, You'll shoot your eye out. Ralphie spends the rest of the day in class feeling depressed and hopeless that he'll never get the Red uh, Ryder BB gun and surrounded by happier kids who were all getting what they wanted for Christmas. And little fun fact, Ralphie says that he wanted the Red Ryder BB gun 28 times in the entire film.
0: I believe it. I, I do, too. So on the way home, Ralphie walks alone, and he's suddenly fit, hit in the face with a snowball. Uh, he takes his glasses off, and he sees Farkas and Grover approaching him, and he tears up until Scott starts to mock him, which is Farkas. Yeah. Um, and, and and he laughs at him, and so Ralphie, he's, like, fed up. He's had enough of them, and so he... He Yep, he 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 punches him. Yeah. And and he literally like tackles him and they're like on top of each other and he just like doesn't stop. He's just throwing punches right and left while he's crying. And it was yeah. like, oh, that was like, that was like a moment where I was like, oh, every kid can relate to that at one point or another. Yeah. And all the neighborhood kids cheer Ralphie on. They're like, yeah, go Ralphie. Yeah.
1: um Randy picks up Ralphie's discarded glasses and goes um, to get their mom as Ralphie starts to swear. She arrives just as Ralphie is finishing a rant of slurred curses. She gets a uh, distraught Ralphie off of Scott and wa- helps him walk home. And he, Farkas, Scott, is left to, Scott Farkas is left um, to pick himself up with a bloody nose um, as Flick and Schwartz scoff at him.
0: So at that point, Ralphie's inconsolable, right? His mom takes him home, takes him to the bathroom and like splashes water on his face. And she tries to calm him down and put him to bed until dinner. And he lays on his bed and the adult Ralphie. So the narrator says, quote, the light was getting purple and soft outside. And quote, meanwhile, Randy hides himself under the kitchen sink. So the little brother, <laughs> I thought this was funny. So he hides himself under the kitchen sink and he's sobbing like, yeah. like, so bad and he's sobbing and he says that daddy's gonna kill ralphie (laughs) and that that was pretty funny i i did think that i was like yeah that was good
1: yeah um when mr parker does come home ralphie goes downstairs fearing the worst and knowing full well the mix of bad words he said during the fight However, his mother is sympathetic and downplays the fight to Mr. Parker, giving a grateful Ralphie a reprieve. So as Ralphie goes
0: to sleep that night, uh, leaving the Scup Farkas affair behind him, he decides that the best way to receive his BB gun is to just ask Santa himself. Yes.
1: Um, the next so night... The-
0: oh. Go ahead. You can go ahead. You can do it. <laughs> okay. So the next night, which is Christmas Eve, the family goes downtown to watch the Christmas parade. Ralphie's like super impatient. He's dying to go see Santa. Yeah. He keeps asking to leave early so they can go see him because the store's about to close. He was at like the department store. Yeah. Um, so the parade scene was filmed just outside Hybe's on Higby's. Cleveland's public school. Excuse me, Higbee's. Thank you on Cleveland's public square at 3 a.m. And the parade was filmed at night because during the daytime, the 1960s Airview Tower and federal buildings were visible. And that was a BP tower under construction at the time. Excuse me, as was the BP tower under construction at the time.
1: Which, like, half of the stuff in that Christmas parade weren't Christmas related. Like, they had the Wizard of Oz characters just, like, walking down.
0: Yeah, I was like, It was a very
1: strange Christmas parade. Yeah. It's Snow White and the Wizard of Oz characters.
0: Yeah. I was like, Christmas?
1: Question mark? Yeah. Um, As soon as Santa goes by in his float, his parents concede and take him and Randy to the department store where Santa sits atop a frosty mountain. And a long line of kids on one side and a slide going down the other. And the department store in the Santa scene is the Higbees in downtown Cleveland, which became a Dillard's in 1992 and closed in January on January 7th of 2002, and it is now home to Jack's Casino. That's kind of cool.
0: Yeah. You go to take pictures to be like, oh, look, we visited the place from A Christmas Story, and then you go in and you gamble all your money away. The
1: house? The house at <laughs> they live in is actually up for like sale right now
0: that's kind of cool
1: probably hundreds of dollars like hundreds of millions
0: i don't think so
1: those like movie houses usually get overpriced no yeah did you not that's so much money
0: money?
1: here let's see the christmas story house for sale listing
0: Not a hundred million. That's a lot. Not million.
1: Yeah. Hold on. I would, believe,
0: I would believe a million, maybe. In Cleveland, Ohio, I don't know. Who wants to move to Ohio?
1: Okay, so right now it's a museum. So I'm not really being able to find the exact price. So I
0: don't think it actually nope, is a pre-sale then.
1: Um, a median selling price of 136000 That's it? Potential buyers will have to consider not only the home's value as a working Cleveland icon, an exterior movie location that attracts visits estimated in the six figures annually, but also the additional cost of purchasing the entire Christmas Story campus there. Mm. So it looks like they have to buy more. Oh, so... What's included is the museum, gift shop, rental property, and parking lot used for the museum employees. So, you really can't live there. You're just buying the museum.
0: Oh, that's lame. That's stupid. Yeah. Okay. Lame. So, um, Ralphie's parents let him take Randy while they go off on their own. And they get stuck at the end of a very, very... Very long line. Yes. And with a Santa enthusiast who is nicknamed Goggles to awkwardly content with. Uh, Ralphie can only wonder if he'll make it to see Santa before closing. Which, like, I'm pretty sure we've all been there when you're, like, in the mall up until the very last minute. And, like, yes. the last Christmas shopping you gotta do. And it's, like, 9 o'clock and the store is like, do-do-do. We'll be closing in five minutes. Please yeah. bring all your purchases up to the register. And you're like, ah, ah. <laughs> Yeah, I've done that. When I worked at the mall, actually,
1: it was it was very stressful. I really haven't been like that at the mall, but also my mall back home is kind of crap, so we go to the like nicer ones in downtown Orlando usually. It's like a,
0: it's like an outing. You gotta like plan it when you guys are gonna go to the mall. Yes. We don't yeah, we have so mall. many malls here. It's like, hmm, which one do I need to go to today? Yeah. Do I need to go to the Apple store? Then I need to go to Fashion Valley mm-hmm. or UTC
1: or this other one. Yeah. Like, there's <laughs> so many options. Yeah, I usually so, do, like, I think Mall Millennia or the Florida Mall, one of those two. Ugh. So, as we
0: mentioned before, Gene Shepard, um, Jean Shepherd, um you know the, the voice of adult Ralphie. He's the the man at the beginning of the line. We are we already kind of mentioned that, but this is where it would would be. Yes. And his- oh, and the woman behind him is actually his
1: wife. Yeah. Um, when they finally make it to the top, Goggle sits on Santa's lap and immediately starts screaming before being put on the slide. Randy follows suit, and Ralphie is escorted by an irritable helper elf to sit on Santa's lap. In shock himself by Santa's intimidating face, Ralphie is unable to tell Santa exactly what he wants. Santa suggests a football, to which Ralphie nimbly agrees, which I have a creepy Santa picture. It's my mom and aunt. Let me find it. It's like one of those that my family has sent to like those like terrible christmas party or like christmas pictures things like on facebook yeah it's always my mom's facebook um picture for the month of december i love it um trying to see if i can find it fast hold on let me just go to my mother's facebook there you go it is a creepy santa i like i can't wait to see (laughs) So there's my mother, there's my aunt, and then Santa. That is so
0: terrible. (laughs) That really is super creepy. Your mom's not wrong.
1: Yeah, my aunt is the crying baby in this. Yeah. We've sent it to those, like, awful, like, um, Christmas pictures, or, like, family Christmas pictures sites before. And it came in second place one time.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. (laughs) So um Ralphie comes to his senses just as he's about to go down the slide, and that's where we get that um that still the image where he's like leaning with his arms up. Yeah, like that. And he's Yeah, yeah, he's like struggling back at struggling to get back to the top and blurt out what he really wants. He Mm -hmm. gives his best smile, but Santa just repeats what Ralphie fears. You know, he says, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. And then he puts his boot in Ralphie's face and pushes him down the slide. Yes. Which is like. See, this is where I this is. This is where my problem is with this movie. It's like. Why? Why would an adult do that to a child? You're Santa Claus. So it's like you got to imagine that there's some kind of yeah like like ralphie's sort of like an unreliable narrator like he's telling it from his perspective and like maybe this stuff didn't really happen in this way
1: most definitely um yeah but this um this moment is actually so i've watched the trailer for the sequel that comes out like this week (laughs) and they're like his kids are like getting into the line for santa and he's like don't get a shoe in the face. And his wife goes, what? Yeah.
0: <laughs> it just, it just, huh?
1: Um, Ralphie's parents collect him and Randy at the bottom and take them home where they decorate the tree, a toss that results in blowing a dangerously packed outlet. And the boys are then ushered quickly upstairs to bed. And the next morning... Ralphie wakes up to see that fresh snow has fallen overnight, and goes downstairs eagerly with his brother, who claims that everything uh, in sight is his. Hmm. And here's a little goof. Um, On Christmas morning, of what is supposed to be the early 1940s... Supposed to be... Ish. Ish. The family is listening to Bing Crosby's Merry Christmas album while they open presents. The album was not released in, until 1945 and reissued in 1947.
0: So what could be fathomable that they purchased it, it to listen be. to for the first time this year.
1: It could be.
0: If they were singing along like they knew every word, then I'd be like, yeah, okay, no. Yeah. But <laughs> it could be argued that they bought one of the albums in the first issue. Yeah. And brought it home and just threw it on to listen to because they bought it for this Christmas. Yeah. Um, so their parents follow suit and unwrap presents with frantic excitement. And according to the cast interviews, when Ralphie's wearing his pink bunny suit in disgust, uh, the old man's line, he looks like a deranged Easter bunny, was actually ad-libbed by Darren McGavin, which, like, honestly... It's, like, one
1: of the funniest <laughs> moments in this movie.
0: And the mom's like, he does not. Don't say that. That's like the most relatable part of the whole movie is dad being like, oh, my gosh, that looks so dumb. And mom being like, no, it's not. You appreciate that. It's it's a gift given
1: with love. Yeah. And you're like, OK. Um, when all is said and done and Randy lies sleeping amid the wrappings with his toy Zeppelin, as Ralphie sits on the couch with his parents, his father asks if he got everything he wanted that year before pointing out a mysterious package behind the desk. Ralphie goes to unwrap it and finds what he thought he'd never get, the Red Rider BB gun. His father chuckles as he fills it with BB pellets and asks to try it out. Um, which little fun fact that I forgot to write in our notes, every adult that Ralphie asks for it says you'll shoot your eye out and the only adult in his life that he didn't think to ask was his father was his dad who buys it for him
0: yep so um mr parker explains to his wife that he had one when he was eight years old and though he still worries ralph will or she still worries ralph will hurt himself uh, he runs outside and sets up his metal target board while his dad drools over the christmas turkey that his mom's making yes.
1: Um, Ralphie takes aim, fires, and falls back, the pellet having bounced off the target and hitting him on the cheek, knocking his glasses off, fearful for a second that he actually did shoot his eye out. The half-blind Ralphie collects himself and looks for his glasses, but accidentally steps on them, breaking them.
0: Yeah, so now he's like panicking yes. and uh, he tries to think of a way to explain the accident to his mom and he decides that an icicle falling off the garage would have to work. So he fakes some tears and he goes to his mom and she takes him to the bathroom upstairs and washes his face off with a damp cloth. And though Ralphie is ecstatic his plan worked, uh, she gives him a pair of old glasses to use. Yes.
1: Meanwhile, the Bumpuses' street bloodhounds Get into the house and run rampant through the kitchen eating all of the turkey mr parker chases the dogs out yelling at the top of his lungs and mrs parker sobs as her work of christmas dinner is ruined which my family has something to relate to my grandmother accidentally like burned the turkey or whatever on christmas eve one year so we went to 2j's the, the jewish deli because that was the only place open on christmas eve of course. We didn't do Chinese restaurant like they do. We did the Jewish deli. Yeah.
0: Well, um, the family actually, so they do go to a Chinese restaurant and they listen to the waiters attempting to sing Christmas carols before the main chorus with, with its head still intact. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a turkey, but the head's still on. It's a
1: duck, I thought. Oh, duck? I thought he said turkey. But it looks like a duck. It does not look like a turkey.
0: It doesn't. I think, but I could have sworn he said something about Chinese turkey.
1: So I, yeah, I think the joke. is Oh, it might to be, be a duck. A, it's actually a duck, but he's calling it Chinese turkey.
0: Okay, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> so, um, the ca- the owner casually takes out a butcher knife and just chops the head off while the whole family collapse. and then they just start to eat it. They're like not even phased by the fact he just like cleaved Except this duck's head.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which, when they filmed the scene in the Chinese restaurant, Melinda Dillon was purposely given the wrong script, and everyone was in on it. So she had no idea that the duck would still have its head on, and the first time she saw it was when they were filming. And her reactions during the entire sequence were not scripted, which is what the director was going for.
0: Yeah, I mean, it worked. It, it's you tell. The, it's Tom like, or, yeah, yeah. the Tom
1: Holland thing. Yeah, yeah. Tom Holland thing.
0: yeah. She's like, what's going on? And then he chops it off, and she's like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. And um, that's kind
1: of it. Yeah, and then it, he goes to bed with the Red Rider. held close, the best Christmas gift he ever received. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Let's get But into... it, it.
0: It ends on a high note. It's very nice. It really
1: does. The, the, the rest of it is just kind of like, what? Yeah. So, um, kind of some, like, after the release fun facts that I – felt needed to be mentioned um it has been shown in a marathon annually on tnt and on um since 1997 and then on tbs since 2004 titled 24 hours of a christmas story which is how i've seen it every christmas day um consisting of 12 consecutive airings of the film from the evening of christmas eve to the evening of christmas day annually why i don't know why 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 <laughs> um on december 24th of 2007 aol ranked the film their number one christmas film of all time
0: okay I- aol
1: <laughs> yeah ign ranked the film the top holiday themed film of all time really in 2012 it was selected for preservation in the united states national film Registry. By the Library of Congress for being quote culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant, end quote. Um, in twenty twelve, uh Marist poll named the film the favorite holiday film in the US. And then finally no. in twenty nineteen, a poll commissioned by Tubi TV and conducted by one poll also ranks the film. Best holiday movie ever. Come on, there's so over-hyped. many other.
0: I agree. There are so many other holiday movies that are way better than this yes. one. Yes. I mean, White Christmas. Yes. It's a Wonderful Life. Mm
1: hmm.
0: I mean, Charlie Brown.
1: Oh, that one's so Charlie good. Charlie Brown's
0: actually a TV special. I don't know if that counts.
1: But. <sighs> Which that one's only being shown on an Apple TV this Christmas season. Yeah. They're not showing it at all on. Um, regular TV yep because I
0: think Apple bought the rights to it Apple TV bought the rights to it they did pick
1: it. last year
0: yeah and they used it last year but now it's like only exclusively yeah. Apple TV this year Um, and then like what other ones are great like Love Actually what about The Holiday what yeah. about Elf like yeah. what about there are Color so Express. many there's, yeah
1: there's so many good ones Home Alone that are yeah
0: Come on, Home Alone beats this movie out every time. Yeah. Every time. The
1: ending of Home Alone is so rough. What do you mean, rough? I cannot, like, all, him, like, hurting all of them and, like, all the different things. I'm just like, mm, mm, mm. Like,
0: oh, like, you just have a hard time watching them yeah, go like through all the traps watching and stuff. It. Yeah. Oh man, no, my dad and I, we watch that movie every year and he cracks up and it cracks me up because it's so funny the way he laughs. He gets so into it. It's so funny. I laugh more at him laughing at the movie that we've seen for the past 20 years, you know? Yeah. Like,
1: um. so these are some of the subsequent screen adaptations and sequels. I'm not including the 2022 sequel yet um, because these were all like, Random television film adaptations or, like, direct sequel to film, mm-hmm. like, direct to video kind of stuff that I was like, this is, like, the first big release is 2022. So I was like, eh, we'll cover okay. a little bit later. Um, the PBS series American Playhouse produced two subsequent television film adaptations featuring the same characters, along with Shepard narrating the star-crossed romance of Josephine Kaznowski Kuz- and Ollie Hop Noodles' Haven of Bliss. The latter of these was set in the early 1950s with a now-teenaged Ralphie and his friends and family. Shepard had previously created the Phantom of the Open Her- um, Hearth and the Great American Fourth of July and other disasters for the same network. Okay. Yikes. Yikes. Um, A theatrical sequel involving Ralphie and his family, titled It Runs in the Family, was made in 1994. With the exceptions of um, Mrs. Shield and John Shepard, Um, it features an entirely different cast. And it received a limited release before being retitled My Summer Story for Home Video and Television Release. And then, finally, A Christmas Story 2 is a direct sequel to the film, which ignores the references and events of My Summer Story and was released direct to video in 2012 and directed by Brian Levant. And it was filmed in New Westminster, British Columbia, Canada.
0: Okay, so you know, like this going back and forth of canonical, non canonical. It, it reminds me a lot of the Halloween thing. That's exactly what I was going to say. It reminds me a lot of the Halloween thing. Yes also like human centipede
1: yeah um so there were two different stage adaptations in 2000 a stage play adaptation of a christmas story was written by philip gretchen and then in november of 2012 2012 was a year of a christmas story i guess they, they did the direct-to-video thing and um a christmas story the musical based on the film opened on broadway it was, and it was Pasic and Paul? Yeah, music no. and lyrics by them and Joseph Robinette book. And the musical opened to positive reviews. The run ended in December 30th of 2012. It was only meant to be a limited run because it is a Christmas story, so they weren't going to do it running until June. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, And the musical was directed by John Rando with choreography by Warren Carlisle, and featured Dan Warsha as Jane um, Shepherd so the narrator. Um, and the musical actually received Tony no- award nominations for best musical, best book of a musical and best original score written for the musical for the theater.
0: Stop.
1: The musical was then adapted for television as the three hour a Christmas story live which I remember that on the Fox Network in the United States on December seventeenth of twenty seventeen.
0: I remember that yeah
1: reviews were mixed on Rotten Tomatoes. The production received a forty six percent rating based on thirteen critics reviews. Oh god It was it, it's a bad musical. It's very bad. Um like every major moment that you can think of has its own song, pretty much.
0: It's bad. Let's yeah. let's just leave it at that. It's yeah. bad. It's just bad. Just don't. Just don't. Yes.
1: So it's like, I think
0: yeah. you know what I think it's perfect for youth theater.
1: I think so too. Kind of like, um, the film for next like m- Elf musical. Yeah.
0: Yes. It's written for youth theater. That's who needs to do it. Like young kids who yes. need a happy peppy Christmas one to do. That's what they need to do.
1: Yes. Um. So. A Christmas Story Christmas is an upcoming American Christmas comedy di- film directed by Clay Caddis from a script by Nick Schenck who is also one of the executive producers. It's produced by Peter uh, Billingsley, so young Ralphie, and Vince Vaughn, along with legendaries um, Cal Boiter, and Jay Ashfelter, Mark Toberoff, and Erwin Zwilling. And it is intended to be a legacy sequel to the 1983 film, a Christmas Story, so they're getting rid of the direct-to-video sequel again. Thank God. Yes. Um, Lingsley will reprise this role as Ralphie Parker alongside Ian Petrella, Scott Schwartz, Artie Robb, and Zach Ward, returning as Randy Parker, Flick, Schwartz, and Scott Farkas, respectively. Additionally, Aaron Hayes, River Dror- Drosch, and Juliana Lane play Ralph's wife, and kids with Julia Haggerty acting in the role of Mrs. Parker. Um, A Christmas Story Christmas is being released in the United States on November 17th of 2022 on HBO Max by Warner Brothers Pictures. So literally Thursday of the week we're recording this. Mm -hmm. Um, We got this
0: one in early this time. What? We got this one in early this time.
1: Yeah. Hey um and the premise of the film is 30 years after the events of a christmas story placing the story in about the 1970s ralphie returns to his former home and home in um indiana with his wife and children and reunites with his old friends his mother now widowed after the passing of the old man um convinces ralphie to give his family the kind of magical christmas the old man always did Ralphie soon realizes that the task is much more difficult than it seemed when Ralphie was a child.
0: Aw, that actually seems like it's going to be really nice. I like, think it seems- it's
1: actually going to be really good, which I'm, like, kind of worried about, like, liking yeah. it. I think it's going to be really good. It seems, like, a little Hallmarky, but I think it's going to be good. Oh, it feels very hallmark home- It kind of feels, from the trailer, of course, like, I haven't seen it yet because it hasn't come out yet. Yeah, but it kind of feels like the poking fun that Hocus Pocus 2 did at the original where they were like, because they do the like, oh, make sure Santa doesn't hit you in the face or like whatever. Shoot your eye out. Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah. That are like callbacks to the original film.
0: Which I think is the kind of sequel this movie needs. Same. Hocus Pocus did not need that kind of sequel. No. Plus, there wasn't that many, like, crossover characters. In this one, it's like the original characters. Yeah. They're coming back. It's the characters from the first film. Yeah. And they're the ones who are experiencing it. That's what I like about it. So I think I'm interested to see I'm how it is. I'm
1: to see. Let's figure it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I think that... Uh, We'll definitely have to watch this this Thursday and we'll re- report back. Yeah. So, Kara, do you want to do you want to tell us our little report? So, OK, Okay. I would just like to start off by saying I liked this movie so much more than the so original. much
1: more. It was so good. So good. I I don't want to start at the ending. So let's just like kind of go in. From the beginning. I don't think we're going to do, like, a whole recap, right? It's just going to be, like, just... a sh- whole recap, just our thoughts. Our thoughts, okay. Okay, cool. But I don't want to give the spoilers of the ending. At the beginning, that's at fair. At the beginning
0: of our thoughts. So, I like to say, to start off, this actually has a storyline. There's actually, actually a plot. actually has
1: a storyline and a plot. Which I love. Yes, and they did callbacks to the original. Which was adorable.
0: Yes. But they were all, like, in memory form.
1: Yes. Which I liked. Especially, oh, the two friends. The one that owns the bar. and Yeah, 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 yeah. Who were the two that did the triple dog dare in the original. Yeah. Them going back to that and doing, like, a triple dog dare again.
0: Oh, my gosh. That was so good. Yeah. And then you saw the pink bunny suit yep in the attic and the lampshade yes and uh the the bully from the original movie's kids bully ralphie's
1: kids yeah and i was like the circle of bullying continues but i also liked that he kind of became like a quote-unquote hero
0: yeah i mean i think i think he changed it sounded like he did some like self-work you know yes. like he actually worked on becoming a better person and he was like you know what i was a real jerk when i was a kid and i'm really yeah. sorry about that and i appreciated that so much same
1: same now I because like, the movie always talks about it star or angel on your tree we have a tiny tree on top of our tree honestly mine has like longest- a an, we have like a star and an angel it kind of just depends on the christmas Okay.
0: For the longest time we had a star. Yeah.
1: And then it broke. <laughs> Just a like theirs does. Ago. Huh? Just like theirs does.
0: Kind of. Ours was a metal one, so it wasn't yeah. it wasn't like glass or anything, but like it fell apart and then uh we went to home goods and found a teeny tiny little tree. It's like a long skinny tall little tree bulb thing. Yeah and so we put that on top of the tree i don't know i think it looks nice but it's not a star you know i'm like yeah i need the star yeah
1: i really liked this movie
0: i did too i thought it was cute
1: i liked i liked the like struggling writer plot i know it's kind of overdone but i think it works with ralphie Mm -hmm. especially should we get into the ending?
0: Yeah, go for it. It's fine. We're just kind of sharing our thoughts about it. Go ahead. It's
1: fine. So the whole movie, the old man has like just died, like right before Christmas. And Ralphie's mom asks him to write the obituary in the paper. And it ends up being the opening monologue of A Christmas Story. A Christmas Story. Yeah, that was really good. I really liked that. yeah. I did, too. I did not expect that to be what the obituary was and when it started I was just like
0: mm. sobbing
1: yeah yes. me too. Um,
0: <laughs> I loved okay, my favorite runner for the whole movie I mean it only happened
1: twice but my favorite thing was oh my god, I killed our kids <laughs> Yes because the one kid gets like her eye Hit in the face with a eye with a snowball. yeah, it has an eye patch. Yeah, and the other one runs
0: into a fence and breaks his arm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I love, I like that he goes, he, what what was the girl's name? I don't even know.
0: I saw this the day it came anymore.
1: out on Thursday, so. I just watched it today. I know. Um, But yeah, like, I did not like Randy. That's the brother, right? No, No. Oh, the brother, yes. I did not like him. I was like, why is he,
0: like, a millionaire in India? And why is he
1: such a jerk? Thank you. I was like, why is he the biggest jerk in this movie? And
0: why was he not the first person – Like, why was he not on the first plane out there when he heard his dad died? Like, what's the deal with that?
1: That was my issue.
0: Like, Like, that's kind of messed up.
1: Yeah, it really is. Uh
0: I also thought it was interesting to hear Ralphie's perspective on the whole thing, because I feel like the dad is such an asshole in the first movie that, like, hearing him say all these nice things about him, I'm like, what?
1: Yeah. But I feel like it had to have been him to write the obituary out of anyone in the family. Oh, totally. Totally. But, like, they keep saying
0: the whole time, oh, dad was the reason we did this, and dad was the the reason for Christmas, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, was he really? Or, like, that's not how it seemed in the first movie.
1: Yeah, I kind of agree, but I don't know. Overall,
0: I really liked it. I thought it was really cute. I loved the character of the mom. I thought she was so good in this movie. Same. Ten times better than the last one. Yeah. I just, I think this one in all facets is better than the original.
1: I think so I'm going to show my dad it. He is refusing to watch any Christmas movies. We're recording until this until after Thanksgiving. Yeah, we're recording this this Sunday before Thanksgiving. But yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I like think it. he's going to
1: really like it.
0: I think so. I think I think most people are going to like it. I think it was very good. I think hocus pocus thinks that's what it did, but it really didn't.
1: I agree. I thought it was gonna be kind of a ripoff of the original one, like Hocus Pocus Two was, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where it was just like, oh, remember this funny scene? Mm-hmm. Remember Santa kicking um the kid in the face?
0: I liked it. I liked when I liked when he sent the kids off to go see Santa, and he said, you "Don't let him kick you in the, the face." <laughs> and they
1: were like, "What?" Yeah, I thought that was good. I really liked this movie I think it's made my Christmas watch list like yearly watch list absolutely and I can't say a lot of movies have recently
0: Christmas Prince I think was the last one I agree and that whole series also Princess Switch if I'm feeling it like I have to be feeling it though I have
1: to be feeling Princess Switch but I love a Christmas Prince um, Christmas is Prince is another one that was real good Oh, I didn't see that one. Oh, it's so good. It's but so- anyway. But anyway, I really liked it.
0: Yeah, I give it a, I give it like a solid 9 out of 10.
1: Yeah, like 9 out of 10, 9 and a half out of 10.
0: I also liked, I also liked the dynamic of when like all the dads got back together and they literally turned into children again. And I was like, oh, that's such a dad dynamic. Like. You know, when your dad gets back together with his siblings or, like, his best friends from childhood, they instantly turn into kids again. I was all, yep, yep. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it was real cute. Um, Yeah, really cute. Yeah. I really liked this movie. Me too. I can't wait to show it to my family who watches A Christmas Story every year to see what they thought. Yeah, and you can say, look, guys, something better. (laughs)
0: So yeah, I don't know what's next, but let's take it back to back in time, us. Yeah. Well, I mean, they Amazing seem to know thoughts. what they're talking about. Yeah, they yeah. really do. They're they're great. Yeah. Doing great. Wow. Voices Amazing. gorgeous. Yes. Wow. I especially love that one bit. You know. Yeah. You know the that bit. one bit. Yeah. 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 That one bit. <laughs> No, we really have no idea what we just said. We're gonna record that few, few, few days from now, a little bit from now. So, yeah. with that being said, I think we've wrapped up a Christmas story in a gorgeous little bow. Yes, and it's sitting under the tree to be unwrapped next year. Yeah, or never again. Maybe we ripped the bow off. Maybe we,
1: we, maybe we <laughs> don't even do know. a different Christmas movie next year. Like yeah, the, we'll the, definitely do a different one. Like like the other one I was thinking about doing. Do you remember which other one I was thinking about doing? No. Um, Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, yes.
0: Okay, yeah, we'll do that one next year. Yeah. So, shall we get into this fandom
1: news? Sure.
0: Cool. So... Um, an Indiana Jones series is in development at Disney Plus. It's currently unclear if the series will be a prequel or a spinoff, but it's coming. Keep your eyes peeled.
1: Yes. Um, making history for the show, London's Wicked will have both full-time leads played by actors of color simultaneously for the first time. Lucy St. Louis will be Glinda the Good Witch, and Alexia Kadim will return as Elphaba.
0: Very nice. You go, ladies. Yes, go, go, ladies. Um, The Fierce Warrior M'Baku has debuted at Avengers Campus to teach, quote, the way of Jabari, end quote, with a special appearance, a special appearance from the new Black Panther.
1: Yes. Um, The Broadway arrival of Bob Fosse's Dancin will return to Broadway beginning performances in March. Okay, I'm kind of stoked for
0: this one. I'm kind of stoked for this one. So Tarzan's Treehouse at Disneyland Park, which has been under construction for a little while now, is set to be transformed into the Adventureland Treehouse, which is partially inspired by Swiss Family Robinson.
1: Okay. I, I don't know how I feel. I'm excited. Okay. Um, A new national tour of the hit musical Mamma Mia will hit the road in 2023 in the United States.
0: Heck yes. Emma Thompson's stage musical adaptation of Nanny McPhee is scheduled to open on the West End in
1: 2023. Yeah. Um, on November 11th of 2022, um, Playbill has announced that they will no longer be active on Twitter with the following accounts um, that won't be active from their brand being at Playbill, at Playbill Travel, at Playbill DER at Playbill Arts, and at Playbill Store. And this is following um, Elon Musk's buying of Twitter.
0: Yep. Um, Black Panther Wakanda Forever earned $180 million during its opening weekend, breaking the record for a November film opening in North America. Previously, the bar was set at $158 million in 2013, with The Hunger Games catching fire. Wakanda (laughs) Forever, you guys. Let's go.
1: Yeah, let's go. Um, Alex Newell, um, John Bellman, and Andrew Durand, and much more will bring the new musical, Shucked, to Broadway this spring. And so many people are already making the, it's corn, a big, <laughs> enough like, reference with it. And it's just like, come on. You know what show I'm excited to see? What? Bliss.
0: Have you been hearing the music for Bliss? Yes.
1: That's it's, the one with the like four princesses,
0: right? Yeah, and the prince. Oh yeah. my gosh, the one where they're yeah, yeah. thinking about like the hot tub. Oh my gosh, that one's yeah. so good. I'm so excited for it.
1: I'm too.
0: The muti announces their 105th season, and this season is going to include "Beautiful," the Carol King musical, June 12th through June 18th. That's my birthday of uh, 2023. Uh, Disney's "Beauty and the Beast" from June 22nd through June 30th of 2023. Ooh, that was like a very like 2023. Yeah. <laughs> um, chess from July fifth through the eleventh of twenty three. I mean, okay, they're all gonna be twenty three. Yeah. Um West Side Story from July fifteenth through the twenty first, little shop of horrors from July twenty fifth through the thirty first, Rent from August fourth <laughs> through the tenth, and Sister Act from August 14th through the twentieth. Yes. I have a tiny observation to make. What? There are some shows that come in waves and that make like resurgences every few years. And, and I this feel like year Sister
1: Act and Rent are the two.
0: Sister Act, Rent, and Beauty and the Beast this year. Yeah. I've seen so many people do last year it was Legally Blonde
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Mamma Mia. Yeah. And Heathers. Yeah. This year, Rent, Sister Act, and Beauty and the Beast. Yes.
1: I'm excited. Yes. Um, Variety has reported that Margot Robbie stated that the previously planned female-led Pirates of the Caribbean movie will not be happening, and this project was announced back in June of 2020. Big bummer. Yeah.
0: Um, according to Hollywood Reporter, Princess Diaries 3 is officially in the works at Disney, and according to their sources, the film will be a continuation of Princess Mia's story rather than a reboot of the series. I love it. I'm so excited. Does this mean we're going to see her as queen? Yes. I'm excited. More Julie Andrews, please.
1: Please. Um, a series of ticket price changes are being introduced at Walt Disney World. Although they remain unavailable for purchase. Big sad. They're not coming back in this year. They just announced that. And it made me so sad. Um, so Walt j- Disney j- World j- annual j- pass <laughs> prices will see a price increase. Meanwhile, more increases are coming to regular tickets and the first change will be different prices per park for one day, one park tickets. With Animal Kingdom being the least priced ticket and Magic Kingdom being the most priced. I think it goes Animal, Epcot, Studios, uh, Magic.
0: Here's my thing. The annual passes are not for sale.
1: Why is the price going up if you can't even buy them? Like, I don't know.
0: They're like, oh, there's no demand. Hey, why do
1: you think? Actually, as of this episode coming out, I will have had my my Universal pass for like two weeks. I buy it this upcoming Sunday. It makes no sense
0: to me. This no, makes no it's sense why to me.
1: I, it's why I ended up going Universal rather than Disney.
0: This makes no sense. For losing okay. customers. Yep. Uh, The Broadway production of Prima Facie*, starring Killing Eve's Jodie Comer, will begin performances in April for its strictly limited 10-week
1: engagement. Six, Into the Woods, Carolina Change, MJ the Musical, A Strange Loop, and Mr. Saturday Night were nominated for the Recording Academy's Grammy Award for Best Musical Theater Album. Encanto just
0: scored three nominations at the Grammys, including Compilation Soundtrack for Visual Media Album, score soundtrack for visual media and song written for visual media for we don't Talk about Bruno.
1: yes and the last piece of news is kind of a sad one. Um, on Thursday November 10th of 2022, Kevin Conroy passed away. For those of you who don't know, Kevin Conroy was best known as the voice behind the DC comic superhero Batman for three decades. Beginning in the nineteen nineties Batman animated series and its subsequent spin-off T V series and feature films. Yes. So my thoughts Very are tragic. with the friends and family of Kevin Conroy. Yep. Which like Mark All Hamill is like real good friends with Kevin Conroy.
0: I saw that actually.
1: Because Mark Hamill voices the Joker for Kevin Conroy's yeah. Batman. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's really sad. Poor Mark. Just, like, losing
0: people left and right, man. So, on that kind of a bummer note. Yeah, our thoughts uh, are with
1: the friends and family again. Yeah. Also, the morning hat (laughs) voice died this past week. (gasps) What? (laughs) Did you not see that? No! The Harry Potter sorting hat, his voice actor passed away, th- like, this past week as well. Who is it? I don't even know I who that is. He was, like, 98 or something. Like, he was old. Okay. It wasn't, like... Too old. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Leslie Phillips is the guy who voiced the sorting hat. He passed away at 98 after battling a long illness.
0: Okay. That's a long life.
1: Okay, now I'm going to see how old Kevin Conway was. Um, My guess is like
0: 75.
1: 67. Aww. You know what's sad, though? Is that MegaCon, he was one of the guests. And I told Sean, next year I want to meet him. Aww. So when I saw the news, I was a very sad person. I'm sure.
0: That's a bummer.
1: Well... Shall we see the folks in the outro, M. Um. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Fan House. We are a proud part of the Real Fans Podcast Network.
0: That's right, and if you want to check out more shows on the network, you can find them at rf4rm.com.
1: Next week, we will be doing a deep dive into Gabby's favorite Christmas movie, Elf.
0: Boop, boop. Remember to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts.
1: And subscribe to us on YouTube.
0: Please leave us a review and comment down below to tell us what you thought of the show. And remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at FanFatalesPod Pod, for the latest updates. Now, Emma,
1: where can the people find you on social media? So my Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok are all at Sniffy Emma, which is S-N-I-P-P-Y-E-M-M-A. What about you, Gams? I'm at Gabby Gent on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. That's G A B Y J E N T. Our editing is by the wonderful Paralytics Meyer. And as always, thanks for tuning in. Bye! Bye!
0: Bye. The music stresses in this episode do not reflect the banner company they're about.